Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Brother Jeff uh, Obi, uh, for that uh, word of prayer. Truly, we are grateful to the Lord today, and we're so glad to see each and every one of you, uh, God's people, that press your way out on today. The Lord is good, and he's worthy to be praised. Uh, today, I want to talk to you just a little bit, uh, the Lord's will. It's, it's, it's certainly glad to see everybody, and uh, truly, the Lord is good, and thank him for keeping us from last Sunday up until uh today amen uh and we pray that he continue to just keep each and every one of you and those of you that are listening our prayers go out for you that the lord will continue to touch your body heal your body heal your mind and soul and just take you higher and higher in the lord god is able to do that i don't know about you but i want to go higher anybody here want to go higher in the lord i want to just stay uh where i am we used to sing a song long time ago uh, in the old church. Uh, Lord, lift me up. and Lord, let me stand. Plant my feet, amen, on, 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 on higher grounds, amen. That's what we want the Lord to do. Just take us higher and higher in him. Well, you have your Bible. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Genesis. Uh, two scriptures we're going to be uh, dealing with, the book of Genesis and then a New Testament scripture, the book of St. John. Those are the only two scriptures that I probably will be turning to, uh, maybe one other that Genesis, the 12th chapter, just to make reference. I don't probably won't read it, but I just quote it and give it to you, but maybe just those three scriptures. Uh, Genesis, the 28th chapter. Now, when I look at this this particular book right here, Genesis, the 28th chapter, uh, just to give you an idea what's going on here, you all know the story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We all heard of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then we don't want to leave out uh, brother uh, Esau. Now, uh, as I think about Abraham, when I think about Isaac, when I think about Jacob and uh, Esau, now Abraham was the father of Isaac, right? Okay, we all remember when Abraham and Sarah, they had the son Isaac, and the Lord took them, took told Abraham to go up into the mountain, Mount Moriah, and offer up a sacrifice. And supposedly, uh, Isaac was going to be that sacrifice had God not changed his mind. But God was testing Father Abraham to see just what he do it. You know, and Abraham and Sarah wanted a son for quite some time. And, and God blessed them to have a son. And, you know, and at the same time as God blessed them to have their uh, only son at that time, uh, Isaac, uh, God turned around and tested him with what he blessed him with. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So what I'm saying there, I want you all to get something out of that. God tested him from what he blessed him with. Sometimes we pray for a blessing and the Lord will bless us. And if everything that we are blessed with can be a test to you. 
See how much you love it. Do you love God more than these? Do you love God more than what I gave you? Do you love God more than the house I bless you to live in? Do you love God more than the children that I gave you? Do you love God more than the automobile that you are driving? How much do we love him? Lord, I love you more than any of these things. Amen. Because uh, first of all, I love you because uh, you gave your life for me. So Abraham here is the father of Isaac. Isaac, as he grew older, uh, the Lord blessed him and he took a wife. And as Isaac took a wife, his Isaac wife, everybody know Isaac's wife was uh, Rebecca, right? Rebecca was his wife. And from that union, uh, uh, Isaac and Rebecca had two boys. And those two boys' name was Jacob and Esau. Y'all with me so far? So here, Isaac and Rebecca had two sons, uh, Jacob and Esau. And they were twins boys in the womb. They were fighting in the womb. When they came out, they were struggling. They were struggling inside of Rebecca's womb. And when they came out and gave birth, uh, uh, the one came out and, and the scripture said the other one had the other brother by his heel. So they were struggling in the womb. So even the, as the story goes on, they struggled in the womb. And when they got out here in life, they also had a struggle. And y'all all know the story about Esau and Jacob. Jacob, Jacob was a a a a, a, a herdsman. He, he 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 dealt with vegetables and what have you. And Esau was a hunter. And y'all know the story how the Esau got out there hunting and he began began to get hungry and uh, thirsty and near death. And he ran up on his uh, brother, uh, Jacob, that is. And Jacob offered him something to eat. He said, I'll give you something to eat, brother. But I want you to give me, sell me your birthright. Amen. You, you were the firstborn and you were entitled to so much. If you just sell me your birthright, then I will feed you. I'll give you something to eat. And so there, Esau said, what is the birthright to me when I'm about to die? Yeah. You can have it. Just feed me. And so there... Uh, uh, he fed him and he gave for he forfeit his birthright. So that's a story uh, uh, beforehand before I get into chapter 28. Now I'm going to be reading in, in, in my Bible, the living translation here. It might read just a little different from yours, but it breaks the language down a little better. Okay. And so we're going to get into it. And I'll tell you when I change verses from verse to verse, so you can sort of keep up with it as your Bible read, uh, chapter 28, verse number one. So we're dealing with the story of Abraham, Isaac, his son, Jacob and Esau. So Jacob and Esau, as I was looking at it and studying this. So Jacob and Esau, Abraham was their granddaddy. Y'all got that. Abraham was a granddaddy. Isaac is Abraham's son. So Jacob and Esau, was, uh, they was the grandsons of Abraham. So in chapter 28, verse number 1, it says, So Isaac, the son, Abraham's son, called for Jacob. Jacob, come here, boy. And he blessed him and said, You must not marry any of these Canaanite women. I don't want you to marry these Canaanite women. Women, you know, it's good to be instructed by God from a godly parents. And so uh, they was living down there in this land. And, 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 and Isaac did not. Isaac and uh, Rebecca also, if you read 
further up in the text in chapter 27, uh, Rebecca just did not want uh, uh, Isaac to take a woman from down there, those Canaanite women, because they they weren't they weren't God people. If you look up in chapter 27, look at the last verse 26, the last verse of 20, uh, chapter 27, verse 26, it said, then Rebecca said to Isaac, her husband, I am sick and tired of these local uh, Hittite women. I would rather die than to see Jacob marry one of them. And so Rebecca did not want Jacob to marry one of those Hittite women. And so here uh, uh, she talked with her husband and this is what Isaac said. Jacob, come here and let me bless you. And he said, you must not marry any of these Canaanite women. But the Canaanite women, they will change you. They will, you, you, we are, we are a people of God. We are people of faith and the Canaanite women will change your mind they will have you worshiping idolatry, worshiping idol gods and worshiping anything other than the Lord God of heaven so sometimes you got to be careful what you join yourself to anybody listening to me today be careful what you join yourself to and Lord knows, and sometimes the, the people we love when you think about it, sometimes the people that we love so dear we love them so dear. It can be a misfit, though. How many times have you loved somebody, but it just wasn't, it just didn't fit right? But you love them. You loved them. But it just wasn't fit. I saw an illustration uh, 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 done by uh, Bishop T.D. Jake at one time concerning uh, relationships, how some relationships just don't work. It just don't fit. We're in relationships that just don't fit. And he used the analogy of a man. One of someone that he knew, he called them up. Uh, uh, they sat on the platform with him, and he called them up and said, "Come here, and uh, take off your coat." And he took off his coat, the gentleman that he called. And Bishop T.D. Jake took his coat off, and uh, they swapped coats. And uh, he, the Bishop Jake gave the gentleman his coat, said, "Put my coat on." And he put his coat on, and Bishop Jake began to tell him, says, now that coat, it looks good on you. Now that coat you put on is tailor-made, and it's expensive, and it looks good. And so Bishop Jake took the other man's coat and began to try to put it on, but he couldn't put it on a little too small. He could only get his arm in the sleeve, but he couldn't pull it up on his shoulder. He said, now this coat you, that I got from you, it's, it's, it's nice, it's nice, but uh, it's store-bought. And, and uh, not to say uh, anything bad about it being store-bought. It's nice. But uh, here, I want you to see that it don't fit. Now, he shared how he loved the, the man that he called down and tried his coat on. And it looked good on him. But he said, but your coat is store-bought and it don't fit. I can't get it on. And he used that analogy to say that sometimes people, they, they, no matter how they love the other person, Sometimes it just don't fit. So uh, life is that way. Sometimes the people that we be in love with, we can love them. We can love them dearly. And, and you got family. I got family. I got relatives. You got relatives. And I love them. But some, it just don't fit. It's just the, just the relationship just don't fit. And so here I see why uh, Rebecca, I see why Isaac were interested in uh, uh, Jacob's uh, wife to be because though Canaanite women, uh, it will be if even if he found one and loved her, uh, it will be a relationship that was going to be filled with problems because of their upbringing. Mm -hmm. 
And so he said, Isaac, I want you to come here, Isaac. You must not marry any of these Canaanite women. And then instead, go uh, at once to Pandaram, mm -hmm. Pandaram, uh, to the house of your grandfather, Bethel, mm -hmm. and marry one of your uncle Laman's daughter. May God Almighty bless you and give you many children, and may your descendants multiply and become many nations. Now here, uh, Isaac is telling uh, Jacob, I want you to go down to Pandam Aram, uh, and, and I want you, uh, your grandfather, that is, you know, every family, you got two grandfathers. Uh, Abraham was his grandfather, and then the grandfather on his mother's side, uh, uh, of course, the grandfather there. So we have two grandfathers, two grandmothers, amen, of our, our mom and dad on each different side. So he instructed him, now you go down to your grandfather on your mother's side. Go on down there and marry one of your uncle Laman's daughter. Now, and of course, in Bible day, they they married relatives, you know, distant relatives. It, it, it's 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 not strange. It's just the way they did. They married different relatives. Well, and you really think about it. We think about it, somebody now will think that that is so strange to marry your uncle's daughter, my mama, my mama's brother, a uh, uh, child. I married her. That would that actually would be what first cousin, right? Am I right? That would be first cousin. So they in the Bible days they married relative, and so they, he go down to uh, your uncle Naaman's house, and I want you to marry his daughter. Am I making sense? Y'all with me so far? Now, when you think about something, we would say, oh, that is so messed up. That is so, that, oh, that's just not the way to go. But you know, when you really think about it, we all brothers and sisters. Because Adam and Eve is daddy and mom of all of us. All of us came from Adam and Eve. And so we all marry relatives. It just might be different cousins, different distant cousins, and different distant uncles, and different nieces and nephews. But we all kin folks. Yeah, I'm I, I married to the lady right over there. But she kin to me because Adam is her daddy. And Adam is my daddy. When we go back, Adam is our great, 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 way on back granddaddy. And even our great, 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 way on back grandmother. So we all brothers and sisters just distant. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. So I understand here they married. They was a little closer distant uh, uh, cousins in marriage and raised a relationship. But we all the same. We all come from one blood. We all kinfolk. Y'all follow what I'm saying? I'm lost in the body. And so he said, uh, God bless you, uh, uh, Jacob. You go down there and God bless you and your children. May you, your descendants multiply and become many nations. And verse number four said, may God, may God uh, uh, pass on to you and your descendants the blessing he promised to Abraham. May, may your, uh, may your. May you own this land where you are now living as a, uh, a, a foreigner, uh, uh, for God gave this land to Abraham. Now, I want you to look at verse number five. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Pandam Aramum to stay with his uncle Laman, his mother brother, the son of Bethel. And Esau knew that his father Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him to Pandam Aramam to find a wife. And that he was warned Jacob. He had warned Jacob, you must not marry a Canaanite woman. Verse 7. He also knew that Jacob had uh, obeyed his parents and gone to Pandam Aramam. It was now very clear to Esau that his father did not like 
the local Canaanite women. You know, sometimes we just have a problem with people uh, that our children uh, uh, may have a relationship with. And in this case, uh, Isaac had every reason to be concerned. It, it's very, very important and it's very helpful as we seek relationship, always seek relationship, marry of like faith. Marry somebody like you. I mean, you have nothing but problem. Here I am. I'm, I'm well, we can say that I'm Pentecostal or we holiness or, or that nature. And then I go marry a woman that might be a seven day Adventist. We're we going to bump heads. We're going to have nothing but problem. Because seven day Adventists, they, they believe in keeping the Sabbath, going to church on Saturday. And Saturday morning, I can't hardly get up. <laughs> Y'all follow what I'm saying? You talking about going to church Saturday morning? I won't get up there early. Just just work Friday and tired. Oh no, we, it's gonna be hard for me to follow you to church on Saturday. And so it's very important that you we we seek relationship of like faith. Y'all follow what I'm saying? It, it, it very very that's very very important. You 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 over in this way, and then you marry a Catholic man. Oh, I just like the way he looking, and he treat me so funny. He opened the door and let me in. Oh, he can be ever so nice, but you marry that Catholic, you gonna be saying hell, Mary, Mother of God, and all all the above. Amen. So we have to be very very careful what we join ourselves to because it can cause problem in the relationship. And you don't believe in saying, hell, Mary, mother of God. You don't believe in that. And so here, so he said, I want you to go down to your uncle Nabon's house. And, and here Esau, his brother, heard and noticed that his father instructed uh, uh, Jacob to go there and take up a wife. And he himself overheard the conversation. And so he married a woman. So he was uh, 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 kind of uh, uh, listening, and so here he see, we see in uh, very, verse 8, it was now very clear that Esau, uh, uh, that his father did not like the local Canaanite women, so Esau visited his uncle Ishmael family and married one of Ishmael's daughters. In addition to the wife he already had, his new wife's name was Mahalah. She was the sister of uh, Neboth. I think I pronounced it. I looked it up this morning, but these names are tongue twisted. I forgot how I pronounced this morning. Eboth and the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. Now look at son. Now look at verse number 10. Meanwhile, it's my topic as I go on. I wanna, I'm going to talk to you about Jacob's ladder. He had a dream as, as he was en route to go see Uncle Naaman to marry his wife. En route on the way traveling there, uh, Jacob uh, 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 camps at this certain ground and he had a dream that night. Verse number 10 said, Meanwhile, Jacob left and he traveled toward uh, Haran. At sunset, he arrived at a good place to set up camp, and he stopped, he stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. Now, when I think about this in the old days, how did the people, they, I don't know how comfortable that is, uh, sleeping with a stone under, under your head. I, I have trouble now really trying to find a pillow that, 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 that sleeps real good for me. 
I got so many pillows at my house, we don't order every pillow you can think of. The new pillow got my pillow. They said it's the best night's sleep. I bought my pillow, and, and but it, it, I still have a problem with my neck sometimes. My pillow is still giving me a problem. The best pillow I've slept, slept on when, when sometime when we was on vacation are those pillows in the hotel. Now, they really sleep good. So I told wife, I said, we need to order one of them hotel pillows because they do sleep good. They're a little soft, and, but they sleep better than the ones that we have. You wake up with crooks in your necks, and, you, and it's just so uncomfortable. But anyway, just imagine here Jacob here, when he camped that night, he came to this particular place, and the Bible said he took a stone uh, at that place and put them for his pillow. Made a stone his pillow. That's pretty hard, isn't it, y'all? Can y'all imagine? Uh, a, a stone for his pillow, and he laid down in that place, and he went to sleep. Amen. Y'all see what I'm saying? Man, he laid down and went to sleep. But notice as Jacob went to sleep that night, and he laid down uh, to sleep. In verse number 12, said, And as he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth unto heaven. And he saw the angel of God going up and down the stairway. Now, your Bible said ladder. And as he dreamed, he, be, he behold a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold the angel of God ascending and descending. So Jacob went to sleep, and in his dream, he visioned, he saw a ladder. Somebody said a ladder. And this ladder reached from earth all the way to heaven. Oh, my, that's, that's some ladder, isn't it? I can identify, most of you all can identify a ladder with a ladder. Well, <clears throat> just on yesterday, I was doing some outside work. A friend of mine, I was putting a roof on his storage house, and uh, I was putting the roof on, and I had to go up and down the ladder. The only way to get on top of the storage building was I had to use a ladder because I, it's just tall. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so I used the ladder to go up and down, take the shingle up there, and, and begin to nail them on down on top of the building. And so here we see here a, a, a ladder reached from earth all the way to heaven but notice very interesting the next verse he said and 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 he saw the angel of god going up and down the ladder all right verse number 13 said at the top of the ladder my bible says stairway at the top of the stairway stood the lord and he said i am the lord the god of your grandfather abraham and the god of your father isaac the ground you are lying on belongs to you. So God was telling Jacob, right where you are lying right now, where you're sleeping, this is yours. What was your grandfather, what was your father, is now going to belong to you. Isn't that something? God, God, God has a way of blessing his people. The blessings of your grandfather, the blessings of my grandfather is in my life. The blessings of your grandfather should be in your life. I was telling somebody on yesterday as I was uh, working on the storage house, this family, and they asked me the question. She said, uh, Elgin, I never knew that you knew how to build things. How did you know how to build and, and to cut, do this right, right, this kind of work? She said, did, did you always know? And I looked and I said, well, I kind of did always know. Uh, I never went to school for it, but my daddy knew how to build. And my granddaddy knew how to build. And the best way I could help her to understand, I said, whatever was in my daddy is in me. Whatever was in my granddaddy is in me. So what I'm saying, y'all, if your parents can do it, you can do it too. Don't cut yourself short. 
Amen. If now, now it's not in everybody to do what their parents used to do. Sometimes people choose other trades, other, you know, uh, careers. But, but uh, I want you to understand, whatever's in me, Troy can do it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Whatever's in me, Parker can do it. One day, Parker and I, we was talking. Grandpa and grandson, Parker looked at me. He said, Granddaddy, you know, you know, uh, you know we twins, right? <laughs> I said, I said, I said, what? He said, you know we twins. I said, okay, what you saying? He said, we just alike. And I said, okay, I, could, I, I like that, Parker, I like that. He said, we twins. So that's my, that's my twin back there. Amen. Parker is so much like his granddaddy. The thing that I like, he like. I don't like confusion. I don't like disturbing. I don't like fuss. I don't like auger. And, and he's the same way. And, and, and not only this, my other granddaughter's the same way too. Kamari, she gone back to school this morning. She came in for the weekend. And she left this morning going back. She's the same way. Uh, uh, what, what's in me is in them. What's in you uh, is in your children. Sometimes uh, the wife and I have a disagreement on some things. And it, it, it may sound like we fussing. Of course, you know, some, some, some of us got a high-pitched voice. And some of us' voice is kind of low anyway. And so it sounds like uh, uh, mama might be fussing at me. And so as soon as Kamari hears it sound like we might be fussing, she come out the room. And she's standing right in the middle between both of us. She'll look at me, and then she'll look at mom. She'll look at me, and then she'll look at grandma. And she'll stand there until both of us just get quiet. When we get quiet and stop talking, she'll go back in the room. She don't like to hear her parents argue or fuss or disagreement. And so uh, what's, in, what's in you is in your children. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So what, what was in Abraham is in Isaac, and it's also in Jacob. Amen, somebody. And so God told uh, uh, Jacob here, he said, this land that you're lying on, this land uh, is going to belong to you. And I am giving it to you and your descendants. Verse 14. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you because of you. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed because of you, Isaac. Now, what, what I really, really notice about uh, this particular verse 14, God is speaking to, uh, I, I mean Jacob, God is speaking to Jacob here. God told Jacob, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in you. And in your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Because of Jacob and all the families of the earth, we are blessed through Jacob. Yeah. Now, I noticed this verse 20, this four, verse 14, 28, 14, that God said the exact same thing to his daddy. Mm -hmm. Now, look at Genesis, the 12th chapter. Look at that. Genesis, the 12th chapter. We're going to come back right here. I want to show you what's in your daddy, what's in your parent is in you too. Genesis, the 12th chapter, and verse 1, just, just a reference. I want to show you this right here. So don't, don't sell yourself short. Don't cut yourself short. If your parents bless, you're going to be blessed. Now, if your parents curse, oh, my, 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 you might be cursed too. Now, look at Genesis uh, chapter 12. And the Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country, 
your relative and your father family and go to a land that I will show you. I will bless you in, in a great nation. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and bless your, bless your family. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those that bless you and curse those that, that, that treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So the same blessing that God gave Jacob in chapter 28, 14, he's repeating, he's saying the same thing again to Abraham in chapter 12. And I will multiply by you, King James, and, and, and I will... I will multiply you and bless you and through you all the nation, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now somebody say, I'm blessed this morning. I'm blessed because God blessed Abraham. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So Abraham being the grandfather, a grandfather Abraham, God blessed him and God repeated the same thing to grandson Jacob. You're going to be blessed. And so what I'm saying here, if, if God bless your parents, you are, you are, you just, what to say, the, the apple don't fall far from the tree. Can y'all say amen? amen? The apple don't fall far from the tree. If God blessed them. Now, if your parents are corrupt, if they were their parents, then, then the apple still don't fall far from the tree. But, of course, you don't have to go down that road. Anybody can change. Anybody can accept the Lord. You don't have to go down that road. So I just wanted to point out that to you, that, that Jacob got the same blessing that his father, uh, grandfather, Abraham received. Now, let's continue on with the story here. Now, chapter, I mean, verse number, what verse, I'm at verse 13, I think we made it there. 14. 14. All right, verse number 14 says, your descendants will be as uh, numbered as the dust of the earth. They were spread out in all directions. You know, and I thank God. That's what God's out cheering. The out cheering going to be everybody. They, they may not always hang around you, especially when they finish school and doing. They, they, I don't know where this girl going to live when she get out of school. She may go north. She may go south, east, west. You know, wherever her trade will take her and live a good life. And all the family of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendant. Uh, what's more? I am with you. Now, check this out, verse 15. God said, what's more, I am with you, and I will protect you wherever you go. See, this, this, is, this is awesome right here, y'all. God told Jacob, I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this place, back to this land, and I will not leave you until I have finished everything and given you everything that I promised you. So God told Jacob, now Jacob is leaving, going to see his father, his uncle name right to take a wife but he said now now i'm gonna bring you back to this place yeah. one day and i'm gonna give you everything that your grandfather had y'all follow what i'm saying it was your grandfather it was your daddy now i'm gonna bring it back and give it to you now jacob is on the run really what's going on with jacob here jacob is fleeing uh, from his twin brother who hate him uh, for taking his birthright and to bless him. Now, Jacob had a dream about a ladder that night, and here is what the dream really means. Let's finish reading. I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell you what the dream really means. Now, verse 16. Are we there? 
Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I wasn't even aware of it. Sometimes God can be right around you and you don't even know God is there. Man, how, how many times we, God was right there among us uh, and in our lives and, 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 and dealing with us and we weren't even aware of God was really blessing him. Verse 17 said, but he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, very, uh, uh, the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. So what, what, what King James said, he was afraid and he said, this is an awesome place. And he said, uh, I'm going to call this place the house house of God and this is the gate to heaven. Now as we read further down in the text we'll find out that he called this place that God visited him there the house of God. Verse number 18. The next morning Jacob got up very early. He took the stones he had rested his head against and he set it upright as a memorial pillar. Pillar. Change the spelling there. Pillar. P-I-L-L-A-R. Uh, a support beam. He's he going to one day uh, place a church there, plant a church there, place a worship there. Then he, he poured olive oil, olive oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means house of God. Also, it was previously called Lou. Now, he said when he woke up that morning that where he stayed, he called the name of that place Bethel. So, Bethel mean the house of God. Somebody said Bethel mean the house of God. Some of y'all have driven around the country. You've seen churches sitting up there, Bethel Temple. Bethel mean the house of God. That's what Bethel mean. And so here he said, uh, Bethel mean the house of God. And so verse number 20 said, then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and, and, and note, he really need God to protect him on the journey because keep in mind, Esau is in pursuit. Esau is angry because Jacob got his blessing and there was a, 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 a whole lot of blessing left for him. So here a twin brother has vowed a vow and he, he's angry. He, he vowed a vow that he was going to kill Jacob. I'm going to kill my brother. I'm going to kill him because he got all the blessings. And so here, Jacob really want the Lord and need the Lord to be with him. And so here we see that Jacob, he made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, he needed that too because Esau is in pursuit. And if he will provide me with food and clothing, you know, that's all we need. Just check out the vow that he made. If the Lord would be with me on my journey, provide me with food and water. Isn't that what y'all want? You know, we talk about how, how the grocery stores are being empty now. Yeah. And uh, if God, is, if the Lord is able to take care of us and provide for you and provide for me, all I want is a little something to eat, somewhere to lay my head and some clothes to put on. That's all I want. We don't have that God. Lord, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. We don't need all that. To be happy in life, you don't need all that. But we all need somewhere to lay our head, right? We all need some clothes to wear. We all need some food to eat. And this is what Jacob said. He was reasonable in his thinking. A lot of people that really are not reasonable in their thinking. All you need is God to provide for you. The basic uh, uh, living things. So Jacob said, Lord, if you would indeed protect me. No, if you provide for me food and clothing 
And if I return safely to my father's home. See, one day the children go away, but one day they love to come back home. My sister talking about coming home. She moved to Chicago years and years ago. And she talking about coming home. Last time I talked to her, she said, Brother, find, y'all find me a house. Sure, I meant to tell you that Aunt Joseph told me to tell you, find her a house. She said, find her a house. She'll sell her home in Chicago and come home so she can be close to family. And so sometimes they go away and they live their life. They done worked and got their career all out of the way. She's retired now from nursing and, and she wants to come home and be with family. Amen. So he said, uh, if you uh, uh, provide me food and clothing, and if, if I will return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar that I have set up will become a place for worshiping God, and I will uh, present to God a tenth of everything he give me. What a promise. He said, Lord, if you just feed me clothe and food and uh, uh, a roof over my head then he said and, and protection and then he said and all that you give me I will surely give you a tenth unto thee and so here he's saying Lord if you bless me I'll give you 10% of everything that you bless me to have what what an awesome vow to make Amen. and that's all I've told God my, in all my life is Lord if you just bless me just bless me if you bless me I'll help somebody if you bless me, just give me food, I'll share my food with somebody. If you bless me with clothing, I'll share my clothing with somebody. Amen, somebody? I gave away coats. I gave away shoes. It doesn't matter because I got two men I can wear. I got shirts in the closet that are brand new I hadn't put on yet. Because the Lord has just really opened the door of blessing. And so Jacob said, Lord, if you bless me this way, bless me to return back home to my father's house. He said, you bless me with food and clothing and shelter and, and protection. He said, I, 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 I surely, I worship you. And, and, and who wouldn't serve a God like that? Why people don't want to worship God after God has done so much for us? God has done so much for you and I. Surely we should worship him. Surely we should want to serve him because of what he done. When I look at so many homely people out there, so many homeless folk that are out there, and here you are, have a nice place to sleep. Why we won't worship God? Surely we should worship him. And I surely give him a tenth of everything that he gave me. Now, I want to back up and tell you the explanation of the dream here. Now, Jacob had this dream. I want to focus on this ladder. As I was on a ladder yesterday going from the ground on top of the house. Now, the, what, what does a ladder mean? We've heard of people say, climbing Jacob's ladder. Climbing Jacob's ladder. What does it really mean? The ladder, when you think about a ladder, what does a ladder do? A ladder gives you access. Somebody said access. See, a ladder gives you access to things that you can't reach. Things that you're not tall enough to reach. That's what God is showing Jacob there. This is what the ladder represents. The ladder went from earth all the way to heaven. And at the top of the ladder or at the top of the stairway, God Almighty was there. And the angel was coming down and going up, coming down and going up. And Jacob saw this ladder that gave him access from heaven, from earth, all the way to heaven. Listen, my brother, listen, my sister. All of us need an access to God. The ladder represented an access from earth to heaven. If you're going through some things in life, whatever you might be dealing with, 
You need to get in touch with God. And God here in Old Testament times showing, showing Jacob that the access that you need from earth to heaven is the spiritual ladder. So I thank God that we can get to God using the spiritual lab. And, and sometimes, look, all of us are going to go through something in life. Amen. All of us are going to go through some trials and some tribulation. No matter what it might be, you were going to go through something. And you need access to God. And God was showing Jacob that the access from earth to heaven to get in touch with God was the ladder that I showed you in your dream. Some of you all are going through some things right now. You need access to God. So what God is saying, use the ladder. You, you ladder, what the ladder does, the ladder gives you access to things that you can't reach. There's a lot of answers that we need. There's a lot of problems we can't solve, but the ladder will give you access to the thing that you can't reach in life. Even in our marriage situation, even in our family situation matter, the ladder give us access to things that we cannot reach. I thank God for the spiritual ladder. Some things that I can't solve, things that I can't work out, things you can't work out. I thank God for the ladder that gives me access from earth to heaven, and God is standing at the top. He got the answer, y'all. Can you say amen? That's what the ladder means, access. Things I can't deal with. I've been going through some things. I tell the Lord, Lord, I don't know what to do. But the ladder will give me access. The answer is there. And we need to learn. Sometimes we go through things and we're tired. We're ready to throw in the towel. We're ready to quit, ring the bell. I had enough. I can't take no more. I'm ready to pack my clothes and just get out of here. I'm ready to quit. Sometimes we get so tired. But I want to encourage you. The ladder is there to give you access from earth to heaven. And if you're too tired to climb the ladder, check this out. The Bible said the angels was coming down and they was going up. Coming down and going up. And then the word of the Lord tells us that uh, uh, the, the angel of the Lord is in camp round about them that fear him. Everybody that love Jesus and love God, the angels of God in camp round there. If you're too tired to climb the ladder, get up there where the Lord is, look at your angels. You got to get me up there because I'm, 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 I've been battled by a storm. I don't know if I can climb the ladder to get to God myself. Let the angels take you there. Can you say amen, somebody? I got two angels. I look at this one, look at that, and I say, look, I've been going through. Somebody saying, so we sang something a long time ago. I've been hurt in the church, attempted to do God's work by folks that call themselves Hanks. <laughs> but look, if you're too tired to climb the ladder, ask your angel to help get you there. The angel will coming down, ascending and ascending, descending, going up and down. Sometimes we get too tired. We just don't know what to do. Too tired to pray. Too frustrated. That we can't deal with matters anymore. That's what your angels are there for. They're descending and descending, and they'll get you in the presence of God. Can y'all say amen, somebody? I just want to get in the presence of God to plead my case. Lord, I need some help. I need some help, Jesus. What I'm going through, what I'm dealing with, I need some help. But I thank God for the ladder being there that, I, that, that, that gives me access to bring me into the presence of God. That's what the ladder means. There appeared a ladder that reached from earth to heaven and the angels going up and down in it. And at the top stood the Lord God Almighty. When, what does a ladder mean? A ladder gives us access to things that you can't reach. To Too many things in life we need that spiritual ladder. 
So the Old Testament is teaching us that we need that spiritual ladder and to bring us into the presence of God. Now, I want to show you one last scripture, and I'm going to let you go. In the book of St. John, New Testament, Jesus talked about this ladder. In the New Testament, Jesus talked about this very same ladder. In St. John, the first chapter. I'm almost done. St. John, the first chapter. And look at verse number 51. Jesus talked about this ladder. So this ladder, a ladder gives us access. Y'all know y'all need access. I need to go to God. I need to get to God. Well, the ladder, the spiritual ladder is there that will bring me right into All you do just get up and walk and climb the ladder. You go to the presence of God. Bring you into the presence of God. Now, Jesus was talking to a group of people right here, and here's what he said. Jesus said in verse number 51, St. John 1 and verse 51, Jesus said this. And he said, I tell you the truth. You will see, you all will see heaven open and angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. And this is what Jesus said. He's preaching the ladder that Jacob had a dream about. He said, Verd, I said unto you in King James Verd, hereafter you shall see the heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So what Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying that I am the ladder. I am the thing that will give you the reach. When you're trying to reach heaven, I can give you access into the presence of God. So here Jesus is saying he is that spiritual ladder. That's why he went on saying, John, uh, the 14th chapter, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to me but the Father. You can't come to me unless the Father draw him. You got to come through Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father. But you got to come by Jesus. Jesus is that spiritual ladder. So in the Old Testament, we found out that there was a spiritual ladder that Jacob had to climb to come into the presence of God. And here in the New Testament, we found out that that ladder is Jesus. Somebody say, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I know for knowing that that ladder is you. If you want to come into the presence of God, you got to come through Jesus. No man come to the Father but by me. You can't get in but by Jesus. Jacob dreamed of that spiritual ladder. That spiritual ladder in the New Testament is nobody but Jesus. Now, folks don't want him. They want to go around the other way. But Jesus said, if you come up any other way, you're a thief and a robber. So here he said, I tell you the truth. The heaven will open, and the angel of God is going to go up and down on the Son of Man. So the, 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 way, the way to get in the presence of God is through Jesus. They're going to go up and down on the Son of Man. Jesus is the way up, y'all. Can you say Amen. For the one who is a stairway between heaven and earth. Jesus is a stairway. If you want to get to heaven, you got to come by Jesus. Can y'all say amen up in here? If you want to see God's faith, you got to come by Jesus. Amen, somebody. And whatever problem you're dealing with, the ladder will give you access to things in life that you can't reach. So you got a problem that you're dealing with. Jesus is the ladder. It'll give you access to the things that we can't reach. And Lord know the things that we can't reach. So many problems in life. What we're dealing with, what we're going through, family problems, family issues, family matters, you name it. What we're going through, Lord. Wars without, wars within. What we're dealing with, what we're going through. Lord, we need uh, somebody ain't going up that ladder. I, I want all of y'all to, 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 to rethink some things. 
and start using that spiritual ladder, Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus is the only way to heaven. If we ever expect to get there, we got to go by Jesus. If we expect our problems to be solved in life, we got to start looking to Jesus more and stop looking to yourselves. Stop looking within because the answer is not within me. It's not within you. The answer is in Jesus. And we need to look to him more. Lord, I need you. Anybody need the Lord today? I need God to help me deal with the matters, that the problems that I go through in life. I thank God for the spiritual ladder. I thank God that Jesus is the ladder and we need him to access heaven and the things that's, that's in our life. Give the Lord a hand of praise. I'm going to end it right there. I thank God for the dream that Jacob had. Let me know that how to come into the presence of God. Jacob had to climb a spiritual ladder, but live, Jacob didn't live to see and know that Jesus himself, when he came, declared to the crowd, I'm that ladder. Now we're dealing with problems. Let's climb the ladder. If you're too tired to climb the ladder, ask your angels to help you. They're, they're around you to protect you, lead you and guide you up and down the narrow Streets and highways and byways that bring us into the presence of God. I thank God for my angel, how they have led me and guided me. Many times I've been too tired to pray. And that's when the Bible says, sometimes we're too tired to pray or don't know what to pray. The Bible says, our spirit pray for us with, with utterance and groaning that, that, that can't be named or mentioned. Sometimes I find myself, I don't know what to pray for. And seem like a, a spirit on the inside of me is be doing the praying. I just be sitting back listening and a spirit inside me praying. That's the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. I thank God Jesus said that he is the stairway between heaven and earth. You will never get there. You will never get there if you don't acknowledge Jesus. Give the Lord a hand praise. I'm done. We're climbing Jacob's ladder. Climbing Jacob's ladder. Y'all use the ladder. Use the ladder. Well, I got a little something going on in my family. Use the ladder. Use the ladder. Jesus is that ladder. He can, he can get you there. He can bring you in the presence of God. And you remember when Jacob looked at the ladder that went from earth to heaven, at the top of the ladder, who was there? The Bible said, who was at the top? The Lord God Almighty. That's who's at the top of the ladder. It's good to look up and see Jesus. Isn't that something? At the top, where I'm trying to go, at the top of the ladder, there's our Lord and our Savior. That's where you want to be. That's where you want to go. God bless your hope system. Encourage your heart today. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all new episode of the Upper Room Church podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope and dwell in love.